Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Working nine to five may have once been a way to make a living, but these days it's more like working nine to six, seven, or even eight. The way we work has changed massively. And to explain what's going on, we are joined by Neve Brady. Hello, Neve. Hello, guys. I am loving the theme tune. How are you doing? <laughs> there you go. If only we were working nine to five these days. If only. Something has changed. Did you guys run a study to see how people were, what hours people were doing? Yeah, that's right. So every two years I conduct the Better Workday survey just to find out what's going on with people in work. And um, the last one was done over the summer. And I have found that people are working a very long days. So some are starting at six in the morning and... We're not finishing until well after seven in the evening, which is concerning. And what is the cause of this? Is it the fact that more people are still working from home? It's a hybrid setup or and they just find it difficult to turn off or like what's different? Is the fact they're just not leaving a building at five o'clock, shutting the laptop, shutting the door? Uh, There's a bit of that still um, because around... 40% 40% are still working from home full time but there's still you know all the other people who are starting to spend some days in the office now so what we're really seeing as the issue is workload um, right. as well as that ability to, to switch off so we got into a few bad habits we all know that but now workload is, is a bit of an issue as well so even if you want to log off you feel like I should probably try to get that one. Yeah, that's actually something I wondered about people who work from home because there is this kind of we hear it kind of made jokingly you know that the the boss thinks that you're sitting in your PJs watching Netflix when you should be doing work but I wonder do people therefore kind of have that in the back of their minds and then overcompensate with the amount of work they're doing to prove that no look I'm not watching Netflix yeah and it's upsetting to hear that this has come back around again so productivity paranoia is what uh, they termed it Mm. there recently with Microsoft and this idea that you know people are working extremely hard um, or they're, they're filling their days at work and the leaders and managers are are doubting whether or not the work is getting done and like for people at different stages in their career now you can imagine someone who's early in their career or in a new job or you know trying to get promoted of course they're going to be like I better make sure that there's an awful lot to see you know um, and that the output is very visible but it just has a huge toll then on your life overall if you're not logging Mm. off you know But is this workload self-inflicted or is the workload simply being handed down by bosses I've, I've Have we got into the habit of just giving ourselves too much work? Oh my God, you are reading my mind. I wasn't even (laughs) going to bring this up. But but it is so, it is so true. So there's, there's two sides of it. So first of all, there is an issue with, you know, people being given too many things to do, right? So that's definitely there. But we also create work for ourselves so it's a form of procrastination you know like you probably have given one job to do but if you don't really want to do it you'll create something else you know that you just get started on first Mm. but sure if you keep starting all those things what's going to happen you're going to have a desk full of stuff that's all started and you're going to have to finish it so that's one thing and then another thing that we've seen is this issue around perfectionism so that people feel that everything has to be absolutely perfect and they spend an exorbitant amount of time on work, mm. you know, especially if they enjoy doing it. So like if you like, you know, creating an Excel spreadsheet, for example, if you enjoy that work, you could probably get it done in 30 minutes, but you might spend two hours doing it because you like it and you don't want to do the other thing that you like less, you know, and that's not really helping us either. Um, so it's a mix of both. So we kind of have to start holding ourselves accountable to a degree 
as yeah, well. You know? What are the solutions then, Neve? If you find yourself in this kind of spiraling, as you said, not nine to five, but like seven to seven or whatever you're working is, how do you get out of it? So there's two there's two practical things you could do because you know me I'm all about the practical yeah. things and then I've got one kind of fluffier right so the two <laughs> practical just to mix it up so the two practical things are there are some companies that are doing this thing called core working hours right so it's like you have to be online between 10 and 4 and then you can start and finish whatever time you want so if you're in one of those companies and if you log on at 6 for whatever reason maybe you're doing it before the kids wake up take the break then from 9 to 10 you know what I mean before core hours start so use that framework to your advantage. And the second thing is with the procrastination thing and the work thing, I always say set minimum and max times, right? So if you don't like doing something, say I'll spend a minimum of 20 minutes on it, right? Mm. Just to get started. But more importantly, if you like doing something, you cap yourself. So right. you say, I'm not allowed to spend more than an hour on that Excel spreadsheet, and right? I- are people afraid to go to their bosses and say, you're giving me too much work because they're seen as not being able to, in inverted commas, handle it? Oh, Dave, we need, our, we need a whole, like, a segment, an hour, an hour now to get into that, right? <laughs> so we won't, like, we really... But, yeah, the short answer is yes. And it's because for a lot of people, they see that their managers are under pressure as well. So it's this thing that it's trickling down and it's just building as it goes, um, which is why I suppose I'm starting to do an awful lot of work with leaders now to say, you have to delete because if a leader deletes one thing, even one meeting, one meeting, that has a beautiful ripple effect across the entire company. Oh. As other people don't have to attend and then work doesn't have to happen. And it's fantastic. So, like, if you're a leader listening to this, please delete. Delete, <laughs> delete that <laughs> meeting. Delete. Even if, even if it's a, a bright idea you had, just hold on to it. Just don't let it out into the universe just yet. But, and give people a chance to get things done. But aren't but, meetings uh, the secret weapon of an uncertain manager? Because oh, they're not quite sure what to do. They just get everybody in a room and see if it all happens. I do think that has improved a little bit um, with remote working because people have a lower tolerance for it. Yeah. Especially because they just see everyone just multitasking and emailing and they're like, okay, that was a waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should have just left them be. Yeah, it's like, this is pointless. Um, but it still happens sometimes. But I think the thing with meetings now is people just feel like they have to formalise communication a lot more mm. because the side card or chats don't happen. So that's still a bit of an issue. And finally, but did you give us the fluffy one? No, oh, here's the fluffy one. Right, are you ready? So you just say to yourself, what if this could be easy? Oh. And then ask yourself, what would you do if it was easy? And you say, oh, well, I'd just do this and this and that. And you just do that. I like what it. What if this could be easy? Mm-hmm. We'll try that today. You try that today. You let me know how you get on. I couldn't get any easier in here, Neve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. Right? I to say that. Well, At least he's our, honest. Our four-hour workday. Come on, guys. <laughs> Dick slave drivers. Neve Brady from betterworkday.com. Thanks as always for talking to us, Neve. See you guys. See bye. you later. Bye-bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.